Wall Street Book Club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. Literature's for the masses. Where to put your money down now, how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. We all just come together. There's no limit for us. Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Grand rising to you, billionaires. Thanks so much for joining us again here today on the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best-selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, if you want to be wealthy, that's a big if, by the way. But if you do, I recommend that you study wealthy people. Well, you can pick up that book by simply going to www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, and pick up the book today. You can find that link in the description above or below uh, of this broadcast. Now, I want to say good morning to you, those that are joining us here live on Facebook. Go ahead and let us know where you connect your phone, what city, what state. Well, I was like, no, just how far our reach is. Good morning to you, by the way. We're broadcasting right here from uh, Decatur, Georgia, ERGJ, ERGJ Studios in Decatur, Georgia. That's right, Decatur, where it's greater. Where are you connecting from? And we're continuing along in our journey into how rich people think by Mr. Steve Seibold. How rich people think by Mr. Steve Seibold. Well, we're not going to delay, guys. We're going to get right into this thing because I know you don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of time. I know you don't. We got to get up, get out, and get something today. Lesson number six. The middle class sees money through the eyes of emotion. The middle class sees money through the eyes of emotion. The world class sees money through the eyes of logic. The middle class sees money through the eyes of emotion. The world class sees money through the eyes of logic. Most people never accumulate much money due to a series of self-limiting beliefs fueled by negative emotion. By the time the average person becomes an adult, he or she has been brainwashed by with dozens of middle-class beliefs and philosophies about money that virtually guarantee a life of financial mediocrity. Children, teenagers, and young adults hear negative money messages over and over until they become beliefs that dictate their behavior. Their well-meaning village of advisors has inadvertently set them up to struggle for the rest of their lives. In short, a middle-class thinker can't teach you how to become a world-class thinker. Someone living a restricted existence can't tell you how to live an unrestricted existence. And a poor person can't teach you how to get rich. These statements are obvious to any rational thinking person operating from a logic-based mindset. What's going on, Mr. Phillips? These object, these, these statements are obvious. Let me see that. Let me read this again. The well-meaning advisors or village of advisors has inadvertently set us up to struggle for the rest of our lives. In short, a middle-class thinker can't teach you how to become a world-class thinker. 
Someone living a restricted existence can't tell you how to live in an unrestricted existence. And a poor person can't teach you how to get rich. These statements are obvious. To any rational thinking person operating from a logic-based mindset, few people are able to think about money without clouding the subject with negative emotion, which is generated from dozens of middle-class beliefs. An ordinarily smart, well-educated, and otherwise successful person can be instantly transformed into a fear-based, scarcity-driven thinker whose greatest financial aspiration is to retire comfortably. The world class sees money for what it is and what it's not through the eyes of logic. The great ones know money is a critical tool that presents options and opportunities. Everybody put in the comments below, options and opportunities. The world class sees money for what it is and what it's not through the eyes of logic. The great ones know money is a critical tool that presents options and opportunities. They also know that if you're not happy without it, you won't be happy with it. But while money has little to do with happiness, it's one of the most important tools in the game of life. And without the psychological chains binding them, champions earn all they can. How much money do I want to earn? All I can. How much money do you want to earn? All I can. When it comes to thinking about money, put your emotions on the shelf and let reason be your guide. Put motion on the shelf and let reason be your guide. I will read this again, man. This is good stuff this morning. The great ones know money is a critical tool that presents options and opportunities. They also know if you're not happy without it, you won't be happy with it. But while money has little to do with happiness, it's one of the most important tools in the game of life. And without the psychological change binding them, champions earn all they can. What's going on, my brother? When it comes to thinking about money, put your emotions to the side. Put your emotions on the shelf and let reason be your guide. Here's a rich resource from the brother. He says, man, Trump University Wealth Building 101, your first 90 days on the path to prosperity by who? Donald Trump. He wrote some good financial books, by the way. Here's a th critical thinking question of the day. Here's what I want to ask you today, billionaires. I want to get an answer from you here if you're watching live on this broadcast. Is your approach to wealth building based more on logic or emotion? Is your approach to wealth building based more on logic or emotion? Which one is it for you? Now, here's, I, I love this question, by the way, this critical thinking question of the day, because one, it starts with, are we, are we wealth building? Like, are we even wealth building? So that's the first thing we got to put to this. We got to, we got to get to, we got to get to the wealth building process. So for, if we're wealth building, okay, now what's our approach to it? Or if we want to build wealth, what's our approach to it? Some people don't want to build wealth, so this is not a this is not a question they can answer because they might be they might even desire to build wealth. But I think you do. I know I attracted myself that which I am. Is your approach to wealth building based more on logic or emotion? In other words, are you a person to say, "Man, I'm, I'm gonna think about this thing. I'm gonna process this thing out, 
and we're gonna we're gonna see what steps I need to take. Or you the person say, well, here's how I feel about money. Here's how I feel. Emotion. Now, let's not get it twisted. We're emotion. We're we're emotional people. We're also thinking people. If we put this thing to work. Is your approach to wealth building based more on logic or emotion? I ain't got no answer yet from nobody. <laughs> it's a critical. You really got to think about this for a second. All right, wait a second. How have I been approaching this thing? Based on what I think, based on how I feel. Here's the action step, guys. Here's what you want to do today. And we're not just reading just to read. We're reading to apply. We got to go do something. Decide today to use logic to dictate your financial strategy and emotion to motivate yourself to stick to it. So, so the logic comes in the planning. The emotion comes in the fuel to do. Decide today to use logic to dictate your financial strategy. That's thinking. I got to put a strategy together, a plan together. That's thinking. That's logic. And I can use my emotion how I feel to make sure I do what I plan to do. Decide today to use logic to dictate your financial strategy and emotion to motivate yourself to stick to it. Hey, that's real, Kevin. That's, hey, hey, honesty is the best policy. If we don't get to a place of honesty, we can never really get to a place of truth. So that's that's awesome, brother, that you honest about saying, here's where I am. Well, here's a wonderful thing, Mr. Phillips. That's not where you have to stay. You see, I realize where I am, honest. And here's where I'm going, the truth. <laughs> All right? Now, here's our billion-dollar uh, uh, quote of the day from Mr. Jonathan Swift. And he says this. A wise man should have money in his head, but not in his heart. A wise man should have money in his head, but not in his heart. So he said, hey, never thought about building wealth, but my approach to money was about emotions towards money, learning to approach money more logically. <laughs> That's keeping it real, sister. Right, now I'm learning to approach money more logically. Right? Money should be, uh, a wise man should have money in his head, not in his heart. Now, here's why this is so, this is such a, a profound statement. Because those who know how to extract money from your wallets, they understand that if they can touch your heart, they can get to your money. This is what advertising is all about. This is what propaganda is all about. This is why they spend billions and billions of dollars on Super Bowl ads because they want to touch your heart in order to get your money. But when your when your money is in your head and not in your heart, then you are not you are not easily influenced by the trappings of others in order to get your money. But when your when your money is in your heart, how you feel, you will spend. And so if I can make you feel good, you'll spend your money with me, and therefore it continues to uh, it continues to propagate consumerism because of how you feel. 
I, I mean, oh my goodness. <laughs> if I can make you feel good, I can get you to spend your money with me. Right? So for many people, uh, money is an emotional thing. Right? That's right, J.P. Walker said, logic is thinking. Emotions taps into actions. Often people buy an emotional value. Man, that's good stuff right there, Mr. Watkins. So, yes, we are emotional people. Yes, we are emotional, but we do not have to be led by emotions. At the end of the day, guys, emotions, being led by emotions, emotions make terrible masters. They make excellent slaves. Are you in control or are you out of control? Great question to ask this morning. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club where black folk do read. You put in a book, How Rich People Think by Mr. Steve Seibold. We absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, Certified Financial Educator. And I'd ask that you would support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. If you believe that we need to improve financial literacy in our community, if you, if, you, if you believe in building a school of wealth for the next generation so we can teach them what they don't know, what we weren't taught about money, then I recommend, I ask that you'll donate, that you'll help us keep this going so we can help as many people as we can. Also, if you're looking for a new group, you're realizing that, man, wait a second, I've been out here all alone trying to do it by myself. Well, maybe it's time for you to connect with some brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and super serious about helping you accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. Well, we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. So we go to www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, and join the club today. Well, guys, I want you to remember this, that it takes a village and it starts with us. Let's build wealth. Let's build our community. But most importantly, let's build each other. Let me see this question here. So how do we win the hearts of our own black people? A lot of people are stuck on learned hopelessness. Uh, exactly what we're doing today. Uh, we continue to feed them little by little. It takes a long time to change the way people think, to change how people feel. But I truly believe that if people are given an opportunity on a consistent basis to hear truth, that eventually their hearts will say, no, that, that's where we need to go. I think that people do want truth, although they have been accepting lies a long time. It just takes a while. You know, how do you, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you change a community? One person, one soul, one thought, one mind, one heart at a time. And the more and more that we do, right, providing the truth, providing value, the more and more will come. But the moment, Mr. Phillips, that we stop doing what we know to do, that we grow weary in well-doing, is the moment we lose more souls than we should have won. So it's a daily, continual journey to help as many black folk, as many people, period, right, as we can. And I believe as we do that, we've done our job. We're not going to save everybody, 
As Harry Thomas said, I could have saved more. I could have helped more. I could have freed more slaves if only they knew. And that has not changed in 2,000 some odd years. We could have saved more if only they knew. Well, we're just going to keep doing what we do, which is being a farmer. We're going to keep doing what the farmer does, keep sowing the seed. And we realize out of all these different types of people, there's only a few that's going to accept the seed and is going to bring forth a harvest. But I'm so glad it only takes a few good men. I'm so glad it only takes a few good women. I mean, Jesus came to this earth and he had 12 and he changed the world. So I'm saying, can we find 12? Can we start with that? I don't need 12,000. Give me 12. It only takes a few to change the many, to change the world, to change our community. It only takes a few. Are you one of the few? Join the Back Billionaires Club today. Well, I want you to remember this, man. It takes a village. It starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got. We all we need. It only takes a few. But guess what? That's more than enough. I pray to God reserve each and every one of you that you'll get out today. You'll get up. You'll get out and you'll go get something. And you'll remember to see money through the eyes of logic. Till next episode, Mr. DJ, hit the music. Nope. New, new black, new, it's the new black Wall Street Book Club. Wall Street. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't got to leave the computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new black Wall Street Book Club. Book Club. Yeah. New black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Book Club.